Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. It's Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions right now. I'm talking with a band called The Home Team. These guys, uh, it's been a couple years since we've had them in studio. Uh, and and there's a couple, me- well, there's one member who is uh, newish to the band uh, since I had you guys in studio. And then there's one member who wasn't able to make it in studio. So before we go any further, why don't you just go around this virtual e-room, tell us what your name is, and remind us what you do in The Home Team. Yeah, for sure. I'm Brian. I'm the singer. I'm Daniel. I play drums. I'm Ryan. I play bass. Hi, my name is John. I play guitar. <laughs> right on. They have a new video and a new song called Move It or Lose It, Mioli. Uh, I was thinking, I was like, what's a new? Oh, wait, I remember Mioli. I okay. remember that. So, yes. <laughs> so uh, it's available now. Video is awesome. Um, you guys uh, seem to be having a lot of fun with this and also getting a little heavier. Like the guitar is like very heavy, also groovy. Uh, uh, it's you guys are trying to kind of changing it up a little bit. Uh, is there like a distinct uh, like uh, motivation to switch it up a little bit? Or you guys just uh, having fun with it, dude, pretty much deciding to make music that we really like. That's mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's basically it comes down to that. Um, not that we didn't like our previous material. We, we really do. And we, we connect with it a lot. But man, when we were demoing out the this new stuff, we started just stumbling upon some new sounds that we kind of I mean, once we heard it, we were just like, dude, we got to do this. Yeah, because uh, I mean, we got inspired in, in the in the last couple of years by other bands doing new things that we'd never heard before. And that's, I mean, that's, that's the goal, right? You mm-hmm. make something that nobody's ever heard before and nobody can get anywhere else. Um, and we didn't quite feel like our old material was doing that for us. And now this new stuff, I don't know. Do you know of a pop punk band that has eight string layered on all the choruses? Yeah. <laughs> but isn't just easy core. Right. right? That isn't just easy core. Like we're not playing breakdowns and, and like random screaming that comes out of left field. Like, yeah. no, we're trying to, to make it a little more tasteful and cohesive, um, I'd say. At least trying. <laughs> so what were some of those bands that inspired you that went outside of the box and were really just do? I mean, obviously, you know, not not that you're like taking from them, but we're inspiring you. What were some of those bands? Uh, I think like we're all inspired by different things musically, but as a general like vibe for the whole band, um, three bands come to mind that kind of do whatever they want and don't really care what people think works. Uh, the three bands that come to mind are issues, Don Broco and dance, Gavin dance. Um, I wouldn't say we take a whole lot like musically, Mm -hmm. uh, from all of them, but like just the concept, I remember hearing, uh, Don Broco's record technology and just hearing like, like they will do anything they want. Like mm-hmm. there's cowbell on this song. There's a Lars Ulrich sample on another <laughs> song. Like literally whatever they want to do, if they they're think it's tight, it. they're going to do it. And it becomes a manifestation of their personalities and themselves. And like, it's exactly what you want out of a piece of art. You want it to be a representation of yourself. And I, yeah. Yeah. And you know, for me, I uh, was listening to a lot of funk at the time. And, uh, you know, I listened to a lot of R&B as well. So mm-hmm. not that I wanted to channel, uh, you know, like R&B necessarily, but I think what I noticed is that they would use like five string or just, you know, very low tuned instruments. And I was like, man, I really want to channel like that energy into like kind of what I'm writing. And uh, also, honestly, too, like I was listening to a lot of like Dr. Dre, West Coast hip hop. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do like a lot of like what I call like stabs. And that was like something like, man, I got to like, like it got some groove to it. You know, it's got that funk, that groove. And it's like, that's what I want to do. I want to kind of get that channel, that same sort of energy. 
uh, there's a band um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with that that mixes a lot of metal but with a lot of R&B, Sleep Token, oh, and yeah. uh, we that yeah, we played with them. Oh, awesome! And was that the show with issues? The tour was, with issues? Yeah. Awesome! Right on! Um, right on! Well, uh, congratulations on you know finding this new kind of you know sound with your new vision and stuff and and uh, you know this is just the first single. So actually, you've released two singles for the new material, right? Yes, sir. And uh, I'm assuming that this is, there's more to come. Is this for an EP, for a full length, or are you guys just doing singles? Full length album, baby. Nice. Right on. So we like kind of teased it online. We <laughs> mentioned that it is, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't uh, announced the full release date sure. yet. Um, but with our next single that's coming out on August 5th, we will be announcing a bunch of other stuff on top of it. Yep. And truthfully, we're due. It's been uh, what, like three, three, coming up on three years since uh, our July, first record. So. July twentieth is the. So we've uh, we're pretty due for something new to come out. Do you get tired of playing those songs? Oh, Heck yeah, <laughs> like bro. you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Are you kidding? I can't wait to play this new material. It's so mm-hmm. much harder for me to sing, and I still can't wait to play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? So it's it's way more difficult because there's way more like range, or is it just like vocally dynamic in a different way? All of the above, yeah, mm. pretty much. Like, at, and to be honest, I kind of just in the process of writing the last album, I had a lot more uh, limits. I had a lot more things that I had to be cognizant of in terms of uh, like I know I can't sing this, so I got to change it. Like, like I can't. Um, and sometimes it was for the worse. Sometimes it was like a part that I wish I could have nailed live, mm-hmm. but I, I knew that if I did this to myself, I would hate myself and I wouldn't, um, I just wouldn't be able to do it very well live. And after, you know, three years of touring and practicing, um, I definitely felt like I was able to come into my own a little bit, especially in terms of range and, and vocal control. And, um, I, I do feel like a different singer than I was three or four years ago. And I guess now, shoot, like 2016, end of 2016 is when we started recording better off. Yeah, mm. I recorded the drums for that record in December of 2016. Yeah. So like vocally. I mean, so you that's were, five years. Yeah, you were 22, 21, 21. 20. Yeah. And so now like from from a not singer perspective, Brian is literally like four or five years older and five years more practice exactly. and better. So like this has nothing to do with, with my performance. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any better on the record, but <laughs> way better. But what I'll say about that is that it, that affected my writing quite a bit because I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it this time. I'm just going to do this thing I want to do and I'm going to practice my butt off until I can. So, um, yeah, I was going to say it's a lot of, it's just like you built up your confidence over the years and, yeah. uh, you know, I also think this is actually something that I feel like really benefited our record, you know, as bad as like COVID was for a lot of industries, it like made all of us like, we couldn't go out and work our jobs, we couldn't, yep. you know, go to the, I couldn't go to the gym, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. So all I could do really to kind of keep my own sanity was like, just write, mm-hmm. write music, focus on writing music. And that's like the first time that like, you know, I, that's all I did. You know, I, I've always had like other outside stressors, you know, whether it was my job or, mm-hmm. you know, this or that. Now it's like, okay, now I'm full on writing mode, no distractions. Yep. Just do it. Yep. And I think, I think we all benefited, at least the record I would say benefited from that. Like all of us, like having that like hyper focus and, you know, that, you know, that, um, uh, that drive just cause it had been so long, you know, three years with no new material, you know, yeah. uh, eager to get going you know so we have you know the the you know experience now the drive and the actual focus and you know no outside sources yeah you know i think we made a pretty kick-ass record if i don't say so myself so you guys wrote this during the pandemic or did you guys have it mostly done before the pandemic as far as writing goes i would say it was probably about 60 percent of the way done okay by the time the pandemic hit and so the the last forty percent, and then all also all the like pre production before the studio, and then everything that happened in the studio, obviously that all that, that changed a lot of it too. And um, but the base, like the writing of the skeleton of the song, about sixty percent of it took place before quarantine, and then the final forty percent after. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about um, what it was like recording during a pandemic, because because I'm not well, a musician, I didn't record during a pandemic, so. 
So this is actually, this is like the first thing I think of when I think about recording during this pandemic is, so on the record, we have uh, trumpets, horns, you know, saxophone. Mm, wow. And I remember thinking like when we were trying to get it, I was like, man, all those dudes have to get a COVID test before they go in the studio. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to get a COVID test because they're like literally blowing, you know, yep. in the same space with each other. Yep. Like, that's like something that I feel like, you know, normal circumstances, you don't even think about that. You're mm-hmm. like, yeah, go get the horns players, put them in, you know, but then it was like, oh make sure everyone is doing it real safe mm-hmm. all that stuff and uh you know and again everyone just being super cautious and again like you're not leaving the studio oh let's go grab a bite to eat guys like nope you're getting uber eats here or you're cooking there whatever yeah. it was so the it definitely was a very interesting at least from my perspective pretty interesting to kind of like not have that ability to kind of go out and like have those outside distractions uh where yeah. do yeah yeah brian sorry sorry i didn't mean to interrupt um oh, it's all good but it was i mean i think john said it well it was pretty like <clears throat> sheltered which sometimes can be good sometimes yep. bands do that on purpose sometimes they'll go to the middle of the woods to record an album right um if it's black metal maybe go to a cave or something right, you know? exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> uh this was a maybe a little more claustrophobic because uh, it was wasn't totally by choice and it was just in our backyard but you know to be honest we were probably a little more focused than otherwise um there there are pros that came out of it and we actually probably had a little more time to do mm-hmm. it as well um we didn't really want to release an album during quarantine we didn't really know how long it was going to be happening for yep and so we you know i, I wouldn't say we lagged but we definitely took our time to make sure that this was the best that we could make it. I mean, usually there's like a pretty hard deadline. Like mm-hmm. label says uh, record has to come out on July 1st. And so that just like pushes all the deadlines, you know, up and up and up. Um, and since we didn't have like a release date planned when we hit the studio, when it came time to like, you know, the end of the day, someone wasn't feeling it. And it was just like, well, we just got to push it to the next day. You know, I'm like, I'm spent today and I'm not going to get any, you're not going to get any more out of me. Um, we didn't worry about like having to come back another day. So they're yeah. like that, the crazy time crunch didn't exist, which was really nice. It was really nice. Nice dude. Well, where did you guys record? It was over in Bothell, a friend of ours named Aaron Smith, who actually shout out seven horns, seven eyes, seven <laughs> horns, seven yeah. eyes, man. God, yeah. what that Visage audio. Out. Oh good. Dude, he's oh, yeah, been yeah, doing yeah. he's uh he's like a local force man. He does some great stuff. So you guys went to his house and recorded with him. Exactly. And we know him really well, and so it was just a natural process. It was an easy decision. That's yeah. awesome. Uh do you think that, you know, having someone who's so uh, well actually first off, have you recorded with him before? Oh yeah. Um so the first EP without me. Um, before I joined the band was hmm. all with him completely. Okay. The next four songs after that were all with him. Okay. And then better off was with somebody else, Casey Bates. Um, and then we also did the acoustic songs from better off with Aaron. Okay. Cool. Um, so pretty much everything that wasn't. Casey. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know anything <laughs> about, yeah, he's basically done everything for our band. Nice, and dude. Aaron like recorded my old metal band back in college. And mm-hmm. John and I have a side project, black metal band that'll never be released, uh, <laughs> that we recorded a five song EP with him. So like we've been, yeah, we've been recording with Aaron for a long time. Yeah. Just like sonically. We don't, there are no engineers that we know of in our area that have a better ear for just making like your raw audio sound good. It's just, he, he's just a wizard. So you said you have a, a, a side project that's black metal and nobody's going to hear it. Is that because we're not true cult enough and that it's just so <laughs> underground that nobody can even hear it? No, I mean, I mean like we got artwork made for it and then it's sort of like, okay, well now we got to find somebody to press it or something. And it just feels like a lot of work, man. And I don't like, I guess I should try to just do put it. it up before, on yeah, that's kind of you know, just put it out in the world, you know. But I want, I want to do it right. I want to have six hundred sixty-six copies of the vinyl. Okay. Do it, <laughs> and that won't sell sixty. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the other issue. I'm like, oh god, I really want to like throw money at something that isn't going to even like break even. But that's not the point of art, man. Just do it because you love it, you know. And well, how long ago was it recorded? Oh man! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> so you've been sitting on it for a while. Twenty. So you've already lost money on it. You know, I've already lost. The money's gone. It's already gone. Oh, dude, the, the money's burnt 
It's in the cave. It's gone. We can't. We can't it's get gone, it. Man. Black metal cave. All right. Let, let's uh, let's bring Ryan in here, man, because, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard much from you, but uh, you, you're the newest addition to the band from what I understand. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I joined like loosely summer of 2019. OK. Um, I've played with, I think, all of their respective metal bands before because I also play in a metalcore band. OK. And. We were on tour with Rest Repose, and the home team did the East Coast tour, and then my band played the West Coast side. And we met up in the middle, and, like, we only knew each other a little bit, but then mm-hmm. we all got, like, an Airbnb and just, like, kicked it, and we yeah. really hit it off. And so when they needed a bass player, they hit me up. And so, what was that, June or July? Almost Probably two years ago July now. of 2019. Yeah. Yeah, cool. so almost two years ago, but I feel like during practice, it, like, really clicked almost immediately and um it wasn't like for sure like it was just kind of a trial run and during Mm -hmm. that time they'd been talking to sky from issues okay track bass for the record so he actually came in and tracked all the bass for the record oh wow which is sounds great yeah and uh (laughs) it's really been uh challenging me yeah to up my chops here a little bit yeah wow okay insane bass player and uh you know what his I'll give him a little plug here. His Spectre bass, straight up, one of the best sounding basses you're ever going to hear. I'm blown away. Literally, that's a new record, and it's a sick sounding bass and a sick looking bass. Like, if you're in the market for like a high end bass, like that, check it out. Big shoes to fill, Ryan, Matt. Big shoes to fill. Yeah, I've got to get back in touch with my uh, eighth grade jazz band funk boy that I once was. So you you have a keyboard uh, behind you. Uh, do you play keyboards on the album? I do not. Um, okay. I actually I do a lot of like classical music outside cool. of. I uh, I actually sing at St James Cathedral up in Seattle. Wow. So I do a lot of like classical singing stuff, and so that's wonderful. I barely play piano, but I okay. need to know what my part sounds like, so I just pick it apart. Wow. Hey, tell them what you do in the summer. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, flying out um, July 19th, and I'm going to go sing Gregorio and Gounod's Romeo and Juliet for Lawrence Opera Theater. Holy man. Yeah, so yeah. it's a little different yeah. than the home team, but... The metalcore pop-punk kid is going to do some uh, some Gregorian freaking opera. Holy <laughs> man, that's badass. <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked. It'll be my first like real professional opera debut. That's really That's really cool. Did you go to school for that? I did, yeah. I went wow. to a little private school down here called St. Martin's. That's wonderful. Very, very cool, man. So um, is that something that you're looking to be like a full-time career, like a career for you? So that initially I was going to school for like music ed. Mm-hmm. And then I was on scholarship at a very small school and like they were just an absolute train wreck. And so yeah. I just majored in music. And so right now I'm like, I've got the degree. So whenever I'm done, you know, living this rock star dream, I yeah. can use that to fall back on. And then I'll look totally. at like some career moves that way. I like it. Uh, well, before we move on, what, what's the metalcore band that you play in? Just give them a little plug. Yeah, we're called For the Likes of You. And actually, Aaron Smith from Invisage Audio, who we were talking mm-hmm. about tracking with, mm-hmm. um, mixed and mastered two different singles that are out right cool. now on Spotify. Right on, man. And uh, you, you live. So you live down south. You live in the Lacey area, kind of by Olympia, and the rest of yeah, you guys yeah. live in Seattle. How often do you have to drive up? Because that's quite a drive. Yeah. So that was something that was definitely pretty challenging initially with COVID, and we learned that we were super adaptable in that regard because cool. they would like we'd be able to work with like Guitar Pro yeah. or just like Logic. We can send over like different files or whatever, and that was a huge lifesaver in that regard like saves a lot of money too saves a lot of money a lot of time and also Mm -hmm. like i was just not trying to travel a ton during COVID if i could help it like i was already having to work with the public Mm -hmm. and so i was not trying to go up and so we just kind of mitigated to only when absolutely necessary and then hopefully when things start to simmer down a little bit more we got shows a little bit more often Mm -hmm. it'll be like at least once a week i can get up there 
Right on, man. Well, uh, about shows. So the world's starting to open up a little bit. You know, we're getting shows announced. And, uh, you know, we're in the United we're well, we are in the United States, but we're in kind of a bubble here in Seattle, whereas a lot of different states here in the United States have been having shows, um, you know, and, and we're one of the uh, last to really open up. But we're going to be opening up here and toward the end of the summer. Um, do you guys have anything announced that you can plug or is that uh, on the uh, down low for now? Uh, we do not have anything confirmed okay. uh, at this moment. Uh, there is a tour in the works and awesome. uh, a couple local album release shows Killer. Um, that are in the works too. Uh, we're, the, the record's coming out in the fall. So yeah. with any luck, everything goes according to plan. And then when we announce our next single in August, um, we'll be announcing the tour, all the CD release dates, um, and you know the whole album with it. Okay, right on, man. Well, uh, you know, I couldn't tease that out of you, but I thought I'd try my journalistic duties <laughs> to give it a shot. I, I would feel like an idiot if I go and announce the actual Just drop date, it, yeah, and then we uh, we lose the one hold and it moves over yeah. one day, <laughs> right? Just kidding. It's actually on this day. It's on this day. <laughs> That's what I would start the interview with too. I would just clip it and it would start. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. So you guys have a very, very passionate and like awesome fan base. Um, you know, you guys do a lot of touring or at least during the normal time, uh, you guys do a lot of touring and a very passionate fan base um, that have been supporting you for a while. Well, my question is, do you have a name for your fans? Like are they, you know, cause you're the home team. Do you guys have a name for them? All right, well, they're the real rockers, man. <laughs> Before we get to what it, what we're doing now, I tried to push uh, calling them homies back in Ugh. the early days. I was wrong. It's cringy. I take it back. I did my best. It didn't work. Okay. It just seems so logical. It's so obvious. So logical. And that's the point. It's too, too low-hanging fruit. Too close. It's low-hanging fruit. You're right. You're right. Okay. So so what do you what do you counter with then, John? If you're if you're hey, clowning yo. on Dan. I'm glad you got you got real rockers, man. We got real rockers for fans, man. There are some dope people, and we, uh, you know, we have a Patreon that we launched uh, during the pandemic, right? Yeah. That- yep. Yep. Yeah, so we launched that, and uh, you know what? I, to be honest with you, we launched it. And I just said to myself, I said, "Who the hell is gonna sign up for this? Who wants to talk to us and hear, see behind the who? Who actually cares to see that stuff? You know?" And uh, boy, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I was. <laughs> so that was a cool bunch thing. of real rockers. So is that the, <laughs> so is that the name? They're the real rockers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. So what, what kind of content can people expect from the from the Patreon if you, if you don't mind us getting a little peek behind the paywall? For sure. Uh, I mean, you can find... So one of the main things we do is me and Dan will do these uh, mini casts. So mm. we'll just talk for 20 to 30 minutes about a specific topic. We didn't want to... We've heard bands do podcasts in the past and some I've listened to a couple of them and the, once they get to like the 40 minute range, it's like, okay, bro. Like, yeah. I don't know how much up, my dude. attention span can really. Be. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not, like as as much as I love listening to podcasts, like I don't really want to listen to a band I like have inside jokes back and forth for two hours. Like that's not the content I'm looking for. So we sure, decided right. to go with like make it make it short. My attention span is short for shit I like. Yeah, I can't. I imagine <laughs> that other people's attention spans are even shorter. So we're like fifteen to thirty minutes max. Yep. Yeah, so there's the mini casts. Um, there are a variety of different behind the scenes videos that we've filmed. Cool. Uh, some unboxing things, some like here's the tone that we use things. Uh, a couple of lessons that I that I posted up there. Um, stuff like that. A couple of things like we did a funny little like meet our pets video. Yeah. Um, Ryan, as a matter of fact, you and I still need to do ours, but. <laughs> uh, I- Oh, oh, I got yeah. good ones. Exclusive acoustic nice. edition of a of a song on our old record. Yep, awesome. That is not out to the public. Um, I don't know if our label is supposed to know that or not, but well, hopefully yeah. they don't listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just edit that out. It's fine. Um, and they get early access to everything. Everything. So okay. when when we drop a music video, um, New like, merch. Yeah, three or four days, they get first dibs to everything. Yeah, uh, and we have a a Discord um, server that we talk with them, and so that's awesome. There's about 40, 50 people in there, I yep. think, um, that they can literally get access to us any time of day. Yep. Uh, lots of dumb band inside jokes. 
we ask, we ask them for like help deciding on new merch. If we were like, if we're debating between a, like two color schemes or something, we'll like post, send it to them and, um, you know, like take a poll and see whichever one they like best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we do a monthly game night. We play some cool. Jackbox games. Nice. Those are a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, that's, uh, you know, if you're a big fan of home team, you consider joining their Patreon. What's, what's, is there, is it just search the home team on Patreon? Yep. yep. We got, we, we landed the home team. That is awesome. <laughs> so I got to ask you guys. So, uh, it's a hot topic in the world with bands like MGK embracing pop punk, right? So artists like MGK, uh, and then other artists, uh, I forget her name. Um, Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. Yes. Kind of embracing more of the like uh, early two thousands pop punk sound, uh, and, and bringing it to the pop world. You guys are, uh, from, well, obviously expanding a bit upon the template of pop punk, but let's say traditionally a pop punk band. We'll see what the new album brings, but, in your opinion, what are your opinion on stuff like that with with the pop punk coming back to the more mainstream, um, you know, world? Well, it I think it's. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, good. I think it's super rad, and I love the fact that like it sounds great and it sounds nostalgic and it sounds new at the same time. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like there's only so many ways that I can listen to something and have it still feel nostalgic and feel new, because. If I hear it, I'm like, oh, I've heard this before. Sure. Then it just falls flat. And then if it goes too far away, it's not really pop punk anymore. Yeah. I feel like there's a very fine line to walk. Yeah. And I feel like right now we're a little, like we've been the pop punk band. So now we're trying to expand a little bit outside of it. Yeah. So that we, we can still maintain that. Oh, it has that pop punk sound from like, you know, the early 2010s that a lot of people like MGK and like Willow Smith are like trying to capture with their new stuff. But it's not it's a nostalgia. Yeah. 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 Cool, man. And Brian and, and Dan or, or John want to weigh in on that? Well, we sure picked a funny time to move away from. <laughs> right. I was in a norm, in a different time. I'd be like, is pop punk dead? But I mean, it's pretty obviously not. <laughs> Evidently so. But at the same time, we don't necessarily want to be doing what everybody else is doing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Ooh, good answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way I feel about it, I, I think that I first off, I wish it had happened four years ago, yeah. um, <laughs> and we would have been right in, the, right in the middle of it. Um, I, it, I would love to believe that all of these artists doing pop punk records um, would shine a light on the pop punk bands that have been coming out in the last 10, 15 years. Um, I don't necessarily think that that's the case. I feel like what has actually been happening is that there it's there's been so many all at once that it's just like scratching the itch for anyone who wants to listen to it. Yeah. So there's really no reason to go dive back into the pop punk bands of like the last 10 15 years. So I I would love I would love for it to be like the catalyst that gets all these, you know, younger, like 15 to 20 year olds Mm -hmm. into the pop punk from the last 10, 15 years. Um, I just think it's not going to really do that for the scene, which is a bummer, but uh, that's what it is. John, what about you, man? You know, I think, man, I've been kind of thinking about this topic a lot lately, especially uh, I feel like something... So, okay, so this is kind of what I started thinking about. So uh, I work with a, brand, a guitar brand, Air Stevie's Guitars, incredible instruments, great instruments. Awesome. And uh, they're super supportive of me and my art and my craft. And, you know, I, lo- you know, I love them dearly for that. And uh, they posted a clip of me playing in my, like, gold suit and, like, you know, playing their guitars. And they're like, yeah. hey, check out the new single from the home team. And everybody's supportive stuff like that. And, man, like, I felt like the amount of, like, negative comment that's off like what is this what am i watching but you know i was like man like i have not experienced this level of gatekeeping since i was like listening to heavy metal mm-hmm. and so i feel like when i hear bands you know, like machine gun kelly doing their thing or you know olivia rodriguez doing her thing i'm not gatekeeping anymore that's yep. that's lame <laughs> do you cool man and if you got if you were inspired by some stuff you heard and that's what you wanted to rock out man i'm i'm about it that's cool you know i don't really have an issue with them like you know, uh, taking, so to speak, or whatever. That's just the art that they want to produce at this moment. You know, Machine Gun Kelly used to do hip-hop or whatever, and now he's kind of going more than that. You know, pop-punk rap, hey, that's growth, you know? Good for yeah. him. 
I'm stoked so, that Travis Barker can just clean up. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Man, I feel yes. like he's been like the old, like he's the only famous drummer that I can think of besides uh, Questlove. Uh, yeah. Questlove. Yeah, yeah. Um, and man, he has. I, I hope he's doing well financially because if he wasn't before, now he is. He's, Absolutely. He's, I mean, how could he not? Be? I mean, blank. Well, he's the biggest winner here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> John, you you said that people were giving you crap like on social media and stuff for like kind of clowning that. W- what did they have a problem with? Was this mostly yeah. like metalheads or something? Or? Yeah, I mean, you know, like Aristides is a brand that's kind of you know uh, they're very modern and very unique. You know, they're not made of wood. You know, they're uh, a material called Arium and sounds great, really resonant and everything like that. But they're very much in the the future and the forward way of thinking of guitar. And I think that resonates a lot with like a lot of like uh, heavy metal prog gents kind of guitar players. So, and that's kind of a lot of the players that they've attracted over the years. And um, you know, I think when something comes along that doesn't really kind of fit in that mold, they're like, what the hell am I listening to? You know? And it's not like a, uh, you know, how non-progressive of them. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not saying like you're not allowed to dislike something. I just think it's like kind of strange to like go super out of your way to be like, let me get my keyboard warrior gloves yeah. on and say all the mean stuff I want to say, you know? So, um, you know, and again, like I think what I do enjoy though is that I am bringing, you know, a sound that they might not be used to, yeah. to an audience that may not even like, wouldn't even be on the radar, wouldn't come up on their Spotify, wouldn't, you know, come up on their YouTube, whatever. Like they're going to hear my band and be like, oh, let's, Maybe something different and unique. They didn't think, yeah. you know, that they could use an eight-string Aristides like that before. Maybe totally. talk something with them, or maybe gets us a new fan, whatever it might be, you know. Or just makes them think, hey, that's something else you can do with this instrument. Cool. Yeah, exactly. And then just keep scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't wrong, dude. <laughs> you don't need to drop a comment. You don't have to. You know what? Just sometimes just, we don't need to hear from you. Uh, but enough negativity. Uh, I, I was curious. Uh, so it's been a, a a really intense, you know, 16 months, a lot of negativity, a lot of bad times, uh, a lot of uh, soul crushing defeat. Um, but there have been some positives. Now, if you could, John, let's start with you. To, let's start with you, John. What is something in the past year and, you know, change of the pan during the pandemic that, uh, that has been a very positive thing in your life, uh, aside from the band. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, for me, a lot of it is just being more confident in myself and my, uh, kind of the decisions I'm making. I know you said like, not really the band, but like, I think that's like such an integral part of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I I, I mean, more so not associated with the album specifically, but anyways, keep going. Yeah. So mostly I feel like, you know, before I was kind of trying to do maybe a sound that like I thought other people would like. And mm-hmm. I've made, I feel like I realized that like, why should I care about like doing that? Like I should express my art the way I want to express it and do it myself. And I think that was a very powerful thing that I discovered. Like, you know what? Like, hey, I'm going to do my art and if people vibe with it, like super cool. And if they don't, hey, that's also chill. You know, we'll move on to the next and kind of keep on rolling. Yeah. So becoming more confident in, in your own artistic vision. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you. You're not just Thrasher from Eterna Nocturna anymore, John. <laughs> I'm no longer that dumb, no longer that tech death dude. Riding the horse with be. your long hair. Oh, I know, man. That that long hair sure was cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you got the you got the nice kind of like I see a little bit of silver on the side, so you got kind of oh, like yeah. the 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 like uh, villain Marvel's villain style, like oh, kind of like uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> oh yeah, let me get my where are my glasses at here? Doctor Strange style. Oh Anime man, super villain. Holy dude, <laughs> with the gold chains too, and we can see ourselves <laughs> in your reflection. Yeah. <laughs> wow, right dude. Very <laughs> evil. Very evil. Ryan, what about you, man? What's been something in your life, in your personal life, that's been a really positive thing uh, during this crazy time of a lot of negativity? One of the things that was like super big for me is that I finally ditched the job I've had for like seven years. Like we awesome. closed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know how much longer. Basically, like you can transfer to another location. And I was just like, man. I think this is like finally the kick in the pants I need to like leave my security blanket here and jump out. Yep. So that was huge. And like learning to like 
it's okay to take that leap of faith every once in a while. I don't always need to be so comfy cozy. And I feel like COVID definitely kicked my ass out of a lot of my comfort zones mm -hmm. and just kind of like learning that I, I am a little more adaptable than I thought. Awesome. And maybe gave you that kick that you wouldn't have taken otherwise. Oh, for sure. That's awesome. Brian, what about you, man? What's been a positive thing for you within the last you know, 15 months or so? Uh, Brian? I'm going to assume you were talking to me. Sorry, our, our, our computer lag. Oh, it's all good, man. Uh, Brian, yes. yeah. What's been something positive for you within the last 15 months or so? Yeah, I think we're, I think we're coming back. Do you have enough hours on your AOL disk? <laughs> <laughs> uh well now it seems like we're back uh, i will i can totally speak on this um so it is very much so directly related to the band but i wasn't really working at all mm. um the company that i was working for had to completely shut its doors because everything that it would everything that we did was centered around big events like 10 mm. 20 000 people mm -hmm. and those clearly were not happening anymore um fortunately i was able to get some unemployment but in my time of trying to find another job which in that industry was basically impossible yeah. during that window i literally just spent it like 40 hours a week working on home team related stuff cool and uh little in fact i make all the music videos and the, awesome pretty much all the like anything you see on instagram like all that all the promo material like that came from my computer cool um and <clears throat> it uh, between that and planning the music videos and uh, doing the Elko sessions mm -hmm. and writing the album and the the recording, like the changes um, notes mm -hmm. to send to uh, Seb who mixed it. Yeah. Um, it. I mean, it was just like I was working a full time job, but I was doing band stuff and it was kind of really cool because yeah. that's what I've been wanting to do for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and I obviously hit the hurdles of yeah. like realizing this is the most sitting I've ever done yep. in like I was sitting at my computer. Like I lost, I probably lost like 10 pounds, like all, all the muscle I had from working out. Forgetting to eat. Gone. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much just like I would wake up in the morning at like 10 because I had no schedule. Yeah. That's pretty conservative. It was Ten. more like 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and I would work until like two or three. And I was like, I haven't even eaten anything yet. I should probably go eat something. And then I would eat like that meal. And then I would eat dinner and then I would stay up till 3am and then I would go to sleep. Yeah. Um, and so I wasn't going to the gym, obviously. And, um, you know, physically I kind of hit a hurdle. Uh, I tried to stay car in good cardio shape, but yeah. like just that much sitting was, um, a bit of an issue. But anyways, like I, I, I shouldn't complain about the fact that like I was finally able to do full time what I've been wanting to do. It, yeah. like, that is just constantly working on stuff that is directly helping the band. And it was very cool. And it was a nice glimpse into a potential future. And now we're going to be seeing the fruits of your labor. That's just awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, Dan, what about you, man? Um, the most positive thing is uh, has to be pretty obvious for me. Uh, I got engaged. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so my partner and I will be getting married uh, in January of next year. Awesome. Um, no tour plans during January. We've already talked through what yeah. might happen. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Um, so... I got engaged and obviously we spent way more time with each other uh, over the last like 16 months than we ever intended. Mm -hmm. um, we, we moved in together uh, in like December of 2019. And then, um, you know, it was kind of your typical, we see each other in the evenings after we get home for work or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but then we went to, we went from that to like, seven days a week we don't leave we see each yep. other all the time constantly yeah things are still cool so pretty yep. psyched off that. <laughs> so cool it's good training good training yeah right on man well congratulations to all of you guys thank you dude what about hey, you appreciate that what was some something positive that happened in your life uh for me personally um i have uh been doing a lot more of meditating which is something that oh, nice. uh i never really knew uh how to do i never really thought that it was important uh but it's uh it's kind of cool it's interesting and usually i would have like a panic attack if i sat down for like five minutes and didn't uh be doing some i didn't have something like you know uh but uh 
I've been able to relax a little bit more. And uh, the first, um, you know, so typically I would work so much and uh, I'm recovering alcoholic. So I be, I became, I, after uh, stopped drinking, I channeled all of that alcoholic energy into working. So I have addict energy going into working. So becoming a workaholic this is a little bit too much information for a YouTube page, but it's okay. Uh, so I took, uh, yeah, I took all that energy and just working all the time, all the time, all the time. When, uh, the pandemic hit, I was uncomfortable not working. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was just like, I, I was so just uncomfortable and it forced me to really consider, you know, what my priorities are and forced me to really get comfortable in my own skin without, um, working. So. Uh, being able to slow down and be present, I'd say. Congratulations, man. That's a Hell huge yeah. Thank step. You. you know, and that's something, uh, you know, even with my therapist, you know, I we talk about that a lot of, you know, because I feel like, you know, now it's like I'm working again and trying mm-hmm. to do the band. Like it's a really is very important to like take a take a take a second, breathe in, yep. you know, be present, be here, you know, because yep. a lot of times, especially when, you know, you said you kind of got that, you know the hustle work mentality, you know, it's, you you forget about like an important part of working is also taking a break from the work. Mm -hmm. So that way you don't get burnt out on it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I appreciate you guys asking me. No one ever asks. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Uh, Well, guys, um, we're all sweating. It's in the, 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 the middle of actually, I think it's kind of on the tail end of this heat wave, but um, we're, you know, that's why we're sweating. It's not because we're all just like weird, uh, like actually, you know, we all all weird, sweaty guys. <laughs> weird basement metal dudes. So yeah. So, so you know, that's really nervous. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I wanted to um, ask uh, one final question. Um, if you could show us, but uh, if you can't, just tell us. What's a scar on your body? Tell us the story of the scar on your body and how you got it. I've got one. I can start it off. All right. It's, I don't think you can really, it's small enough that you probably can't see it on the screen. Okay. Um, and most people don't really notice it anymore. But when I like pull my lip down, you can barely see a scar right here. Um, okay. So when I was in, I think it was in like, oh, probably fifth grade or so. I was over at my little brother's friend's house and my my little brother's four years younger than me so he would have been in first grade um and his friend had an older brother and so we were just spending the night so i was hanging out with the older brother he was hanging out with his friend right Mm -hmm. and his friend comes in to the living room where i was and he says brian watch this i was like what (laughs) and he has this little like flip comb and he's Uh-oh. just like so about it because he's a yep. first grader and he's like, this is amazing. Yeah. He flips it out and it flies out of his hand and totally punctures my lip. Um, and there was like a big Ooh. crater right here. And of course, his parents start freaking out because yep. he was like, what did you just? Nasty. Nasty, nasty. That AOL. <laughs> that that, that AOL is glitching. It's a bad freeze frame, dude. It's a good. Fr- I like it. I like it. Right. Okay. Oh. Well, we lost Brian. Brian. No, they're oh. back. And they're back with. Okay, Brian. You gotta get off AOL. <laughs> it's okay. You know me, dude. All right, John. What about you, man? What's your scar? All right, man. This is not like a. I guess let's show you. So, can you guys hear me? We can hear, we can you. hear you. Oh, we got the scar. Hold on. The Are scar you ready story. for this? We got the scar. Yeah. Story. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, and you yeah. got one too? Yeah, dude. Matching. Yeah, we're twinsies. Twinsies. So when I was a kid, uh, this is the thing that sucks. I was a kid running around like a you dummy. You a gold tooth, it, by the way. God, I wish. I'm, I wish. I wish I was that cool. I was running around. I fell face first into the concrete. Knocked my tooth half out. But the thing that made it worse is uh, because I was still, I was still like a young kid, and the mm-hmm. tooth was still growing. It made it way more of a complicated dental procedure. Uh, and so basically they had to kind of take out the entire thing. And, you know, I'm getting it replaced with something far nicer. Yep. Um, but it definitely has uh, not been the most fun experience. I had to get a bone graft, multiple Jesus. bone grafts, actually. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, crazy. You know, they basically pull back all the skin, shove in a bunch of bone, and now I'm waiting for the healing process. And boy, that ain't fun. God damn. Ryan, what about you, man? What, what's up with your tooth? Let's see it. Yeah, I mean, me and John are twinning. I like it. Yeah, it's real fun. So when I was a kid, I was just like playing around with some friends and I broke mm-hmm. my tooth on a trampoline. Okay. Like I was walking to the trampoline mm-hmm. and I tripped and just fell face first, uh, like slammed my face on the metal bar. Mm-hmm. And so my tooth was broken in half as well. And then I remember I went home and my parents were like, that looks expensive. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. Was not fine. And it got like <laughs> horrendously infected and I had to get like rushed to the ER and they're like, dude, we don't do teeth. So then I had to like go home after they loaded me up full of painkillers, go to an emergency dentist the next day where they drilled a hole in it. And like, I had this, my whole face was swollen up. I looked like a Simpsons character. Oh my God. All the pus and the infection drained from my face out of my tooth and into my mouth over the course of like five days. Oh, oh my God. I had not heard that story. Holy. And so after that, my parents are like, you know what? I'm sure whatever they did is fine. It was not fine because now I have a hole in my tooth <laughs> and then the whole tooth starts to rot from the inside. Oh my God. And it turns black and it starts falling out till eventually like my gum line just had like a little bit of tooth in it. And then I went to, I ended up uh, going into foster care and they like, no, you like fix me all up. Like you can't do that. <laughs> Wow. You can't have that, man. Bro, you needed oh, those oh, details oh. when you told that story to us. Holy uh, hell. Dude, yeah. That Epic. was like, to this day, the most physical pain I can recollect is when I had that tooth infection, man. I was like 12. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, Whoa. dude. Holy. Uh, Dan, what about you, man? Your scar. Uh, this is going to be so, so, this is gonna be so tame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh, okay, let's see how close I get. It's on my thigh. It's, I fell uh, off my scooter. Oh, it's hard to see. It's uh, right here. Okay. Um, I've I've played ice hockey pretty much my whole life. Um, when I was in middle school, when I was like middle school and high school, mm-hmm. I used to go to Canada every weekend and do tournaments. Basically, so I was like on a traveling hockey team. Yeah. Um, this was in I think this was in the adult league in Seattle, the GSHL, okay. uh, probably five or six years ago. Um. I just pretty minor collision with a guy in like in the corner and uh, I fell and he fell as well. And my pants, so like hockey pants have, don't really have any padding on the inside. Mm -hmm. It's mostly on the outside to stop like pucks hitting you. Sure. Um, So my pants must've just slid, slid up a little bit and my socks had fallen down and I just took a big gash of a skate blade into my thigh. Uh, Didn't, didn't notice it. While like I felt that something happened, or like, but by the time you stand back up, like my pants go back down. Brutal. Um, I didn't notice it. It was I think it was in like the second period. Got back to the uh, uh, to the locker room after the game, and just like my shin guard, my pants, my socks, everything are just soaked in blood. Uh, um, yeah, just brutal. Uh, and then so I went home and i think i was living i was living up with my parents at the time so i showed my dad and i was like hey do i need to go to the hospital for this and he's like yeah i, th- I think you do so i had to go <laughs> get like get like 15 stitches in my uh in my thigh for that one wow brutal brutal still is pretty tame compared to ryan's probably well, on, on, on my, uh, man. yeah well it's oh, a hard one to follow it's a hard one to follow it really is uh by the okay so the home team check them out join their patreon and their new single is move it or lose it mioli shout out mioli uh and uh you watch the video you can listen to the single we can await new music uh any final words guys uh, yeah, we got a record coming out in October. That's the most detail I've given anyone. Oh, uh, we nice. got a new record coming out in October. Um, we'll be touring and having a CD release show around that time, too. So, so come check it out. Yeah, come, come, come party. Shout out the real rockers. Shout out real rockers. All right, so we're going to go into this new single, uh, Move It or Lose It, Mioli, uh, from the home team. So you can pick whoever does this, whoever wants to, to volunteer. It might be John because he has a little bit of radio background. Oh boy! <laughs> Put intro- me on the spot here. You have to intro this song in the cheesiest FM radio DJ way possible. You got so I'm gonna just basically mute myself 
you gotta intro it hi this is john bear and i play guitar on the home team this next track is called move it or lose it mioli This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 